Hi, 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 everybody. Um, my name is Tseho, and welcome to Youth Speaks. So we established this podcast for specifically a reason to speak to youth about how they feel about elections. So as you guys, most of y'all know that as soon as election season rolls around, you start hearing more and more youth, you know, on radio, on TV, on panel discussions. But the past four years, nobody speaks to us. So we just decided, you know, we're just going to establish our own platform for youth to speak about the issues that we want to bring up during elections. Um, we're doing this as Youth Lab. And I've got some of the people from our Youth Lab team here who will introduce themselves. But just to give you a run through. So today we're just going to introduce you to the podcast um, and run through, you know, what we think the youth need to be speaking about more um, in terms of elections. So we're going to be speaking about how youth feels about being represented, how young people feel about messaging of parties, of, you know, the right to vote versus the right to abstain, and then speaking to young people within politics as well. So I hope y'all will be joining us into this journey, into our podcast. Um, I've got here with us Pearl Pillay, who's the MD of Youth Lab, and Loisy, who's part of the Youth Lab team as well. They'll just do a young intro. Hey, 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 what up? Hey, girl. Hey. 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 <laughs> this is like my bedroom voice. I don't know why you're using your bedroom voice. <laughs> well, I just feel like if that's the first thing people are going to hear from me, it should be something, you know, sensual. Oh, okay. And just alluring. Oh, oh. You know? And then we can talk about, like, voting. Bet. It's a great segue. Bet. It's a great segue. I feel you. So... That's yes, hello, Pell. This is Pell. <laughs> it's me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you already said everything there is to know about me. I am nothing else except my job. Oh, this. Yeah, it's great. Oh, um, yeah, I'm Pell. I'm the MD of Youth Lab. I'm the boss, in case you're Kay. wondering. And uh, yeah, what else about me? I've been at Youth Lab for five years now. Yeah. So I'm also the furniture in the team. Oh, yeah, shame. We're the same age. Don't, like, I... don't even. Okay. Don't even. Okay. You'll yes. hear from the baby now. <laughs> I had to get the oldest person in the team and the newest person in the team. Yes. Hello, Lozzy. Hi, Tsukho. How's it? I'm great. I'm great. Mm. Um, as you had said, I'm Lozzy and I'm a part of the Youth Lab team. I'm also a student at WITS and I am commonly known as the baby of Youth Lab. Oh, yes, and also the sleigh queen of youth lab. Yes, Please get it right. Get it right. Get it right. I really wish people could see her nails. Oh listen God. here. Oh, I mean, babes came through on a Sunday with her fur, guys, and her nails it. and her hair. I love it. I love listen, it. If she understood the reference, I would say apple bottom jeans, boots but with the fur, but. Young Four two thousand. Yeah. No, stars. get it. Oh, okay, that's oh, good. General knowledge. <laughs> so, y'all. So, why why did we decide to do this podcast? Tell me what your thoughts are in terms of why do you feel it's important for young people to speak for themselves, essentially. Mm. So, for me, my thinking behind the podcast was like you were saying, right? You'll hear on radio shows and on TV shows, it's saturated now with young people mm. talking about elections. And, like, if I just think about just the number of interviews I've done in the last, like, month. Girl, you've been booked right? and busy. Listen, listen, I wish it came with money. It doesn't. Listen here. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> but. It's almost like everyone is scrambling now to hear from young people and it's the same conversations yep. over and over again yep. with the same young people over and over again mm -hmm. and it happens only now it during elections. Yeah. And so my thinking was, first of all, we need to be able to do this 
not just during an election cycle, right? Mm. And so hopefully we can kind of pull together the resources to make this something that's a bit more sustainable and mm. have more of these conversations, right? Mm. But the second thing is the type of conversations that people are having um, are very generic very cliched True. and I don't think that they're entirely like productive conversations mm-hmm. so it's the usual stuff of why is it important for young people to vote who are you going to vote for let's talk about democracy and I think that there are big conversations that speak to the moment that young people occupy right now that we're just not having mm. and so I was hoping that this podcast um, short as it may be would be able to at least have some of those kinds of alternative conversations. Mm. Mm. But also the more important factor for me is being able to talk to people that you won't hear on radio. Yeah, true, true. Um, And being able to bring in voices that aren't going to be called up to say, give Mm. us your opinions, Mm. right? Because those are the young people that drive this country. Those are the young people who's going to make a difference in the election. Um, And so hopefully be able to represent their voices as well. So I think, for me, I think what's important about this podcast is the fact that we get to create what we want to say. So often, young people are put onto like national radio and TV, and they, it, it's it's very scripted. Like Paul mm. said, I, it's conversations that have been having that we've been having over and over and over again, and it's as though why has there been silence for so long? Mm. Why have we been pacified for so long? And only now, but also we're now entering a stage where we're being told what to say and we're trying to be yeah. Polit- yeah. we're trying to be politically correct mm-hmm. in our in our conversations and i think um the creation of this podcast really is for the young wild child who was <laughs> out here to really just speak their mind yeah. and you're not going to get a weird side eye exactly right yeah. um oh. and also like people don't get to see me and don't get to see my slay queen antics so. <laughs> <laughs> um so I, you know guys there's a connotation about slay queens and people being dumb i ain't dumb but anyway um yeah, and also the fact, the, the convenience element also. Um, I think a lot of us are too busy to sit and watch SABC, whatever, at mm. night and hear a young person speak. So if I can have mm. something on a link that yeah. lets and me listen. And it's always late at night, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's almost 11 late. o'clock. I'm like, mm. that's been the most yeah. annoying thing. Every yeah. single radio station does this. All of the shows that are either led by young people mm-hmm. or geared towards young people happen after midnight. Yeah. Like the number of times people have called me to say, hey, can you please do an interview at on this really important in the morning. topic? And it's even, one is fine. We're awake at one. At half past three, I'm just like, Mm-mm. you see, that's, Night, that's nighttime. That's like real nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> Who's listening? It's you and it's like maybe your mom. The babes like, coming from taboo aren't going to be switching girl. on the radio to listen to me talking about so youth So it's just yeah, and it, yeah. I think it also speaks to how people value youth opinions, right? Mm. That you think yeah. you can relegate them a platform as a platform regardless of who's listening, and all of these conversations then get lost because we're not going to go back and say, oh, let's recap the half past three a.m. show conversation. <laughs> I mean, mm. yeah. So in terms of the conversations that are being had on radio, we know that a lot of them have been stagnating, right? We're talking about the same things constantly over and over. What are the things that we aren't speaking about in terms of youth participation, youth voting, youth being involved in the conversation about governance, not just about Mm -hmm. elections? I think for me, the one conversation that is really being missed, right? So there's this whole hula baloo about hula politi- baloo. Hula baloo. Yes, political yeah. parties having. Oh my hey. gosh! <laughs> so the whole conversation around political parties having young people, and I say young with inverted commas, um, and but we're missing the conversation around how are those young people actually going to influence 
the real policymakers and mm. are they yeah. being used as tokens, right? Yeah. I mean, we are seeing their faces trained every single day. <sighs> They're on every poster of every panel that's out there. But are they really being used as tokens or does the political parties actually believe in mm. encompassing young people? And if they did, right, um, there's also a great, I've always said, South African politics is practiced in a very elitist manner. Yeah. Um, the young people that are there are young people that are known from institutions of higher learning, mm. right? Mm. And we know that far and wide, our population cannot afford to enter university. So mm. it's as though political participation within um, political parties is based on you having had entrance to a university. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's, it's ex- for me, that's a conversation that's, that's not being had. And um, are the young people that are... I'm going to say chosen by the political parties because mm-hmm. really we don't have much of a say. Are they are they there for us as young people or are they equally going to be swallowed into the system? I mean, mm. we're living in a South Africa where Figi Limbalula was speaking on behalf of young people like Mama <gasps> Winnie's funeral. They still call him young. I mean, they the so definition of young in this country yeah, also. So let's also Lance establish as the people age. who are listening to this, youth means people who are under the age of 35. Right? Yep. That's mm. who we're speaking to. Yep. Speaking about, speaking with. Mm. But so I'm going to ask a question because me having gone to VITS, we all understand that us three, we also have a massive amount of privilege, privilege. being able True. to speak here, you know, in English, having been VITSIs. But all of us. How? Yeah, guys. we're literally all VITSIs. <laughs> wow. They must never this use our names good. and say, look at what these VITSIs are doing. Because it was despite of y'all. Hey. <laughs> despite of that place. But so explain to me, how does politics work at varsity level to be honest because I was that one person who I joined like the music society and that was it for me that was my participation (laughs) so like how how does it when you were saying who gets selected how I think things have even changed now Mm. in Loisy's time so in my times okay (laughs) in my Uh, times 10 years ago 10 years ago listen literally it was (laughs) 9 years ago yeah it was 9 years ago um it I think it was a lot better organized to be honest so my entrance into politics wasn't direct Mm -hmm. it was through other societies Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. amnesty international vits was my thing yeah i remember that time of your life it was it was it was a deep time it was a deep time and so i remember at at some point it was just you know kind of close to src elections and i'd kind of kept abreast with what's going on Mm. um in things like sasco and at some point there was a comrade who then came to me and was like listen we need to talk Mm. because we think you'd be great in student politics Mm. and would you be keen on joining us and i was a bit apprehensive so people are like drafted yeah yeah yeah. so i mean obviously you're the chosen one you emerge through your branch right Right. but also if you come from a particular constituency so in at that time the residence that i lived at Mm -hmm. was known for being kind of politically disengaged and not so you were going to be the conscientizer exactly uh-huh. but also because i was on our house com it, it was, was almost you were influential like she already knows the mm. people there she's a leader in her residence we could get those votes um 
And I also think the angle around amnesty, particularly as being a thing where students that were very socially conscious but may not be politically inclined True. were participating. So it was a good catch because here's a person who could bring in people potentially not interested in politics but bring them into vote because they know her. And so okay. I thought about it and I was like, okay, cool, bet, let's do it. And the way it would work back then is you would have a branch meeting and people would like you would have a nominations process. We went through interviews with a deployment committee Oof. about yeah, no, it was like rough. You would Rigorous. go we went through yeah, <laughs> you would go through interviews about our like political knowledge and our like ideas for making bits better. Mm. And then there would be another meeting where they would reveal who the list is. Who made and then we go into elections, basically, and it's a, it's a, it was a very um, contested kind mm. of space, right? Mm. Where you really knew that, like, if you were nominated, you need to step up your game. game. Mm. Um, and even when you're in the space, you're constantly kind of like fighting for credibility, but also you're you're surrounded by people who are doing really, really great things, yeah. and you have to keep up. Yeah. Mm. And so that's how student politics were back then. I mean, we were the people that went on hunger strikes yeah. and got yeah. expelled because of Palestine, and it was the lit, man. Postponed. <laughs> Remember when they were just like, "We're not Ooh, gonna give you your shit." Go back to when Vitz gave me a, a piece of paper, a cardboard with no degree inside. I mean, oh, that was a fun time, girl. Girl, all yeah, I participated in the revolution was I so sent things. an email. I remember girl. that time I sent an email. <laughs> give bro her degree. Yes, <laughs> give bro her degree was a really literally. fun time. That was a really fun time. So, in terms of literally, that was nine years ago. How how has that changed now? I in your think time? you know. I always look at the older generation, and I mean, Pearl falls <laughs> a part of the older so generation. Dumb. Um, and and so like 27 girl. what do you mean older generation y- y'all old guys wow sure um, <laughs> and should we hmm. no offense okay keep going keep going <laughs> so every time I look at the older generation I always think that there is we have now reached an, a point in student politics where what you know does not matter and what you don't know equally does not matter and okay. I always say there used to be great debates and great. I I, I really think I was born within the wrong time. Um, my parents oh, really should have just like stopped <laughs> clowning. But you know, now contestation is not about your political knowledge, mm. and it's you know we have very very interesting times on campus where. You can see that student leaders are empty, but it's okay because they have the loudest amandla and mm. they have, they can Yo, gather up thing, the loud, the, the largest crowd. And that is for me that is very problematic because it robs people of thorough, genuine conversations mm. that need are needed to be had. Right? Yeah. That's why um, students are so dispersed that we can never collect and come together in one accord Mm. and I think I really I thoroughly blame it on the fact that look after after Pearl's generation there was the Fees Must Fall generation (laughs) that's not how the word generation works there are many generations within the student movement Ah, generation in student politics (laughs) is three years (laughs) Others have stayed for multiple generations with hey, hey, politics. The of politics. Exactly. So I after um them was the Fismas Fall Collective, right? Mm. And I think that with that collective, people th- saw the student politics space as um after what happened with 
that group people saw student politics as a platform to mushroom into larger yeah. politics yeah. right yeah. and the way in which they did that was through power it, it, they had to take on everything and anything within the student movement and yeah. right now we're sitting with a sasco that is teethless no one knows who sasco is um we're sitting with uh, an EF an EFF student command that is said to be violent and and, and so it's just as a young student activist i fail to find expression in those places because i'm just like we are the genuine conversations mm. being had mm. right and you get we're pushed not, out yeah you get pushed out yeah. <laughs> Why you, you so <laughs> so so you're trolling me right <laughs> this very moment um i mean i was pushed out of student politics i was told that i, I i'm a slay queen i'm a toleb i think okay. i know everything um and i was like oh okay so you're not fighting me based on my political knowledge and the reason the real reason why I'm here right yeah. you are taking every other extra nuance on the side and making it something that you I, I should not contest sasco mm, whatever it mm. is that I was contesting at the time and I felt as though you know um <clears throat> if I know I want to contribute to something and they don't want me to contribute to something it's okay I must pack my bags and leave and I mean I left the student movement space and everyone was like no Lazy come back I was just like there's something there's an element that is being missed and everyone is so okay and comfortable going on with things the way they are but this is going to crash sooner than later yeah. because yeah. At, at the level in which things are and the way in which things are operating as young people no one is going to take you seriously mm-hmm. because you're not mm-hmm. speaking to the broader collective yeah and generally even as the newer students come in who don't understand how these movements and whatever work mm. it's such a difficult space to learn in true right? very mm. true it's not a space of teaching i think one of the things i valued the most from my time in student politics was the, the amount we learned mm. from older comrades you guys used to have like political school political schools mkhodu mondays yeah. whatever whatever fridays and like were, it was such it a was, big teaching and learning mm, space yeah. and there was yeah. a great emphasis on reading yeah, yeah. Absolutely. a great emphasis on reading back then mm. now aibo it's a loudest come and go loudest amandla okay shop you're bringing your constituency your constituency is 700 mm. people you're bringing that raise you're bringing that raise that means you're going to co- it's become a quantity over quality mm. situation about more it than that anything outside that space so still within a university space and then outside the university as well young people are getting informed mm. and are reading and mm. are doing all of that work but because they don't speak the rhetoric yes. they don't have a loud amanda they don't have access to you know a particular kind of politics then they're shut out so we're missing the people that do have the ideas mm. and actually are doing the work and then the the kind of stereotype that then comes out is actually these young student politicians are all yeah. useless they're all populist yeah. they're all here for you know their own kind of political careers mm-hmm. and we're missing all of the young people that aren't so on that conversation youth lab went around the country last year to put together a youth manifesto right so went around to every single province we spoke to young people from different environments so rural areas from cities to farmlands you know we went around to as many young people who are diverse as possible around the country and one of the questions we were asking so you'll hear us talking about this youth manifesto quite a bit because it is kind of the reference 
material mm -hmm. to the things that young people around the country have kind of been stifled. So people can't have these conversations probably because like you guys are saying, the loudest voices win, right? So one of the questions we asked young people was the importance of party politics compared to literally voting for a person. Do you think that that kind of speaks to how youth politics within varsities work as well? Are we giving parties too much power, essentially? Like, what, what is the deal? What is the solution? Absolutely. There was a, there was a conversation um, a while ago just about the role of political parties mm. in society, mm -hmm. right? And the idea that political parties are there to serve a public good, mm -hmm. not just to contest elections, mm -hmm. right? And especially in a country like ours where government subsidizes political parties, yes. mm -hmm. that's billions of taxpayer money that's going into these organizations that do nothing outside of just saying, vote for us. Yeah. And there's that question is being that answered or that question is being talked about with a lot of young people now where we're saying okay actually what do these parties do mm. and should we be signing on to this whole thing right mm. when you look at the university space that changes because outside of party politics you have nothing yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll have a small society here and there, but they don't have the kind of influence and the kind of resources that parties have. Mm. And that's dangerous. Mm. Outside of the university space, people are rejecting the idea of political parties. Yeah. So unless you're from a strong kind of loyal family, right? Mm. So your parents are ANC members, you know, you're a member of the ANC um, or whatever other party mm. unless you come from that kind of background where you have a strong political culture yeah. people are rejecting parties yeah. and they're saying actually these people all they do is ask us for votes yeah. you know and then literally, they run away and literally. they don't see them mm. and we're here in our communities living under the kind of circumstances that we do these people who ask us for votes have lives that we can't even dream, dream of, of. Mm. and yet so they're the ones much. getting our resources yeah. and now we're supposed and all we're to getting is like give them power exactly yeah mm. and so there is sort of a rejection from young people saying actually you know what Parties protect each other. They protect corruption. They protect that These kind of... These people are friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. through and through, they are Across friends. parties. I'm quite, I'm quite convinced there's a little parliament WhatsApp group. Oh, without a doubt. They're all sitting there laughing at us, <laughs> going, you know, where they're going. Nice. You see, you can't <laughs> treat the EFF this way in parliament. Meanwhile, I'm sure one of them is just like, lol, watch what I'm about to do, fam. Watch, Listen, watch, watch. who's turn. trending today, guys? It's my turn. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And that's difficult because they're the people that hold citizen power mm. and when those people like you can see you're in a circus here it's a game and they're just playing all of us mm. and you don't have an alternative and i think young people are looking for, an for that alternative yeah. yeah i think the one thing that really stuck with me was last year when we were going around um to different provinces for the book i remember there was a girl in Pumalanga who said we no longer trust political parties mm. And for me, that has stuck with me throughout. Mm. And I realized that this is all... Oh, and then at the book launch, the one EFF guy says, politics in South Africa is a spectacle. So it's all just theatrics. And and I was just okay, like, pot. okay. So actually, you game. Mm -hmm. You show. Mm -hmm. And we are just the spectators. Yeah. And 
my real question is how long are we going to sit back as South Africans and watch things unfold in the manner in which they are unfolding yeah. because like i said like all political parties are friends they 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 all exist they because of together, the next person yeah yep. it's like i exist because of you and i must now do this and it is a game yeah i can't say it's a game of thrones because i don't watch games of thrones <laughs> but it's a game we get wow, it. that's we not a personality you. trait Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 We are dragging Game of Thrones. Wow. So I know in all these conversations that we're going to keep having, I'm going to keep trying to take us into trying to figure out what are the solutions? Because obviously mm. just us three in a room, we're not going to figure out what the solutions are. It needs to be to be honest a global rebellion. um into how politics is working like throughout because absolutely which country especially yeah. on this continent isn't falling apart because of the political situation because of democracy yeah actually democracy is a scam yeah so <laughs> i'm going to keep trying to take us to answering that question constantly but i know we're not going to come up with an answer but obviously discussion is why we're here right mm. so what what is the thing what needs to happen even if it's one little step what is one thing that you feel is important that needs to happen with in the spectrum of youth politics outside of politics with just young people in general with our country with our continent like what what is it that we need other than for like me, Beyonce for president well, jk jk look, J- really i was jk come on girl come on <laughs> okay that's fine Oh my god. Um for me I think the one of the the central things and it's basic is actually information. Mm-hmm. So if I think about this current election, right? 48 parties contesting nationally. Name eight parties. My guy. Can't do it. Yeah. Right, you're going to well, have a balance. We can't cuz we're doing work with these people. We yeah, like, can analyzing these people the and judging these people yeah, and man. doing the research about these people. But, but I mean someone thing, living right? Now you're going to go yeah. there and you're in in at the voting station and you get given this booklet yeah. which is what our ballot is going to be a little booklet. Yeah. And you have no idea who all of these people oh. are mm. and what they stand for. Mm. And we start saying reckless things like tell you the ANC's power vote for a small party. And it's dangerous because you don't know these the parties. parties. Yeah. You don't mm. know what they stand for. You don't know who they are. You don't know how they came into politics. You don't know their ideas. Mm. And I feel like as young people especially, we can get drowned in this rhetoric of like oh you know you can't vote for the ANC because whatever reasons you can't vote for the DA because whatever reasons or you and have the people who are specifically saying I'm going to vote for the ANC because rather the devil I know rather the devil I yeah. know yeah. right in a democracy it should never come yeah. to rather yeah. the devil mm. I know like that's that's where the I've yeah. been saying the bar is in hell mm. right I mean like those white women who are just like haha I was just voting for Trump as a joke as a and joke. I'm just like my god <laughs> the amount of privilege it takes just to be like yeah just tick off she was the orange man because that was amazing Yeah, yeah, I just you know My I didn't think he would actually man. win. People I just voted wild. for him. People are wild. No, Becky, no. But I think that's what happened in 2016, right? Um local government elections, the whole Okay, so we're going to vote for the EFF and the DA, but not that we think that Cuz lol jokes. Yeah, cuz yeah. lol. I, yeah. I mean, and then like and oh. then lol the DA wins. And, and then, then oh, but also like, because you oh, had <laughs> you had like a plot twist, right? <laughs> ANC voters going 
you know what? I'm not gonna go vote. Vote exactly. Mm. And so then the people that went lol jokes actually won. Actually, exactly. <laughs> Which is the problem we assume, I guess, in those lol jokes that, that kind of everybody is just like lol, lol joking. Lol. And I'm like, my guy, no. There are people who are literally voting for a party because they want to ban abortion. Like, Absolutely. Are we being Absolutely. serious about our votes or not? And that's the that's the crisis is that we don't have inform information is not freely given to us, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'll give you an example. So I started a thread on Twitter um, where literally every single day, so I started 48 days before the election, and every day I pick a different party mm. and I give people information about them. I read their manifestos and I do that work. You know, I'm a content creator. Yes. <laughs> and it's been wild that at some of their ideas, right, but also the, the unwillingness to give that information. information. So the ACDP... Right. The ACDP, I went onto their website, looked for their manifesto, couldn't find it. Mm. Went onto Twitter, asked them about it, no response. Mm. I then went onto their Facebook profile, wrote a message on their group page thing, whatever. You're consistent, and girl. Said, listen, My guy. Listen, the things I do. I'm just like, if I Google and it doesn't show me on the first page of Google, uh, I've moved on. I've, I've moved Done. on. Well, some of us work harder than others. Listen, I am just trying to be a representative <laughs> of all the lazy people out here because there's a lot of us. So, I asked them, right? And I also then, above that, called their media liaison officer in parliament. I phoned mm. him. Yeah. And I was like, no, Mchana, listen, I would like your manifesto uh. he said to me i don't have it what do you mean but, i said but, but you're fucking but, but. <laughs> like what is going on bro and then he like gave me some other guy's number and i said oh no i'm not about to do that i think it was last week that they put their manifesto up and so i got like comments on my facebook page on my Yo. facebook comment now saying, they probably only put it up because the they manifesto. were like oh no and people like, want it this woman is hounding us <laughs> all of us but now I'm like, you're a month to the election this is and you don't thing. have your manifesto publicly available. But it's also because you don't want people to see that you're a hyper right wing conservative ass yeah. ki- party yeah. that was mm. going to take us backwards and no one should vote for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that kind of protection of that information mm. is disempowering young mm. people. Mm. Because as a young Christian person, you might say the ACDP is my party, mm. right? But you might have progressive values. Mm. And now you're voting for a party based on religion and you're forgetting that they want to bring back the death penalty and ban abortion and do mm. all of these mm. other like really mm. wild things. Mm. And so I think for young people getting informed as hard as it might be because I know how hard access to information is and data Mm. costs and all of those things Mm. but being able to help each other so one of the reasons why I did the thread is because I knew people are not going to go read manifestos Mm. and they're not going to do that work and so if I can go and I have access to resources and pull all of that together and people all you have to do is get onto Twitter and read it great Mm. but having that little bit of information can tell you actually this is the political world that we live in so knowing that we have a party that's formed by security guards yeah right and being able to like interrogate mm. who are the people organizing mm. why are they organizing what are they standing for exactly, exactly. and that helps you even if it's not just for voting mm-hmm. but just empower yourself to know What's what happening? space we're operating mm, in? Yeah. Because Knowing I think who are the parties at play. It's also the power of word of mouth. Absolutely right? true. We forget that in you informing yourself, you can inform like other 10, people. 20 other mm. people. Like you can be that person who's just like, hey, my guy, I know you are a fan of this party because they said we're standing up for security guards, for example, but what else are they standing for? Mm. Like, are you even aware of what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So, when are Lozzy thoughts? 
I think the most important thing that young people need to do is, um, like Pearl said, empower themselves with knowledge at mm. this point in time because it's going to be very difficult to change the status quo. We're going into ballot in 31 <sighs> days. Um, we, we, even if we would have loved to stage some form of revolution and say, we want what parliament requires of political parties, which is 40% representation of young people, right, within Mm. political parties. Mm. But now we're sitting with, like, measly 7% here and there and, like, 12% here and there. And it's going to be very difficult for us to organize within 31 days. So I think um, moving on post-elections, we as young people need to hold the other young people that have been chosen and selected by their Mm. parties accountable, right? We're Mm. going to say, you are representing us. Mm. If I'm going to vote and I believe in Naledi Cherwa, who is in EFF, and I'm going to say, okay, Naledi, you're going to go there and represent other young people. And I must be able to hold her accountable and hold other young people accountable. Because also, another thing I've always said, by being, being young is not a free ticket into spaces that are not designed for Listen us. Listen here. Right? Um, being young does not automatically grant you, grant you entrance. And there's this one lady who has always said, if you are not around the table, mm. you are on the menu. Mm. So they're trying hey, us. guys. No, they're trying us. Hey. Legit. So as a young person, if you get a seat around the table, you best go there to represent the, be- the all of us. Yeah. So that they ca- so that it's justified when we're saying, open up the industry, my guy. Yeah. Because honestly, right, another thing is that um, politics, we have like a complex of responsibility politics. Umdala. You know? Um, and if you're going to be a young person and get to parliament and actually advocate for young people and we do what we know how to do best and that is like deliver i hope um (laughs) so we we then we then are justified that i look comrades your time is up and honestly if if we're saying to drag them drag drag them them, right and say we are producing work that you failed to produce in 25 years please stop it yeah right um so i think it's 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 us holding ourselves accountable also that's very important. Mm. But reaching a point where the young South African voter has great confidence in the selected few young people there. We know they're going to get drowned into the system because the system is designed like that. Mm. Yeah. And I always make the joke of saying um, those that fought for our freedom want us, those that fought for freedom want us to now fight them for hours because yeah. that's where we're heading to, yeah. right? Um I mean, it's literally just all about power. And it's like, but at at what point are we going to use that power for something tangible? Exactly. Or is it just a status symbol constantly just to be like, yeah, I was the best. You know, I'm this person. I'm the youngest. And I'm just like, yeah, but what are you doing? Doing. Exactly. Right. right? There's uh, there's nothing wrong with wanting to enrich yourself. Mm. I don't think, like, Mm. we live in a capitalist world, right? If this is what we're doing, sure, do it, win. Cool. Yeah. But can everyone else also win? Exactly. You know, right. So I've always said, right? <laughs> no one else wins. I win yeah. alone. Yeah. And I've always said, I don't have a problem must... if you're gonna be out here on magazine covers and speaking at the UN. But can you bring water to like communities? <laughs> yeah. Because now it's a little also... bit tense when you're that young person representing this whole in inverted commas movement of young people, and you're still speaking to people who are twenty, we thirty won. years exactly. your senior. Mm. Yeah. And you know, I've always said. um we can always celebrate the first, mm-hmm. but we must never celebrate the only. Mm. 
if you are the yes, first. Yes, out here with the quotables. Hey, I mean, uh, I mean come through, go come through. <laughs> um, if so you're. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can always celebrate one breaking walls and entering into spaces that were not designed for us. Mm. But if you're going to sit there comfortably alone, that is greatly problematic, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Why do you think that it is okay? Why are you so comfortable being alone in a space that was not designed for you? Yeah. Why are you so comfortable being alone in a space that you had to fight, sweat, break t- mm. into tears for? And then um, once you get there, the fight you, stops. The fight stops, yeah. right? Um, and so being the first one, we can celebrate you, but we cannot celebrate you for being the only one within the space. Mm. So that's why I'm saying young people in this country who are off to places that are going to change policy in this country must not be comfortable being alone because mm. they're going to get swallowed up into mm. that system. I and think that there's is also such a big, like, there's so much self-awareness that's needed for that. So someone once said, um, when talking about, like, racism, right? Mm. And, you know, you have those, those your white friends who say to you, oh, but you know, you're not like them. Right? <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, you miss, like, you're so articulate. Tabs, you know, you miss like, oh, tabs. Tell us, you know, like what's your I mean, secrets? you don't even like come from the ghetto. Or just the ones that kind of make an offhand racist comment in your presence. And someone once said, if you're that person, you need to think about what is it about yourself that makes them comfortable, comfortable yes, with to say being it. Those yeah. 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 And I think it's the same thing with young people in leadership, right? In political leadership. If you're the only one in the room, and you're not opening up opportunities for other people and they keep you, what is it about you that's making them comfortable? Because I think the funniest thing actually about having a large group, and obviously I'm only speaking looking from the outside in because I've never been part of the like youth politics, anything like that. But what's the funniest thing is how a lot of these people label themselves as the revolutionaries. And I'm like, babes, but revolutionaries did not have a seat at the table. Mm. They weren't the ones who were being welcomed into these spaces, being given the mic, saying, okay, speak for your people. Like, why? Literally, exactly. The system exactly as you. you're yeah. saying, like, why would they welcome you with such happy smiles and just everything is awesome you're the representative why is it you Mm. when you probably even actually know in your heart that there are other people who deserve that spot but it's that thing of also you know self-enrichment so you feel like rather me than everybody else Mm. so how do we get to a point where where youth or young people are also not only just looking to enrich themselves, and this is the difficult thing with living within capitalism, right? We, we kind of do feel like if I don't make it, then somebody else is going to do it and I'm not going to be able to mm-hmm. get there. But how do we get to a place where we're, where we're just looking out for one another, where we're actually using our power for, for something tangible? Because I'm going to keep using the word tangible because it's just like all these promises mean jack mm-hmm. until I can see something. But also I think... On the flip side of that, yeah. is not putting too much mm-hmm. on the young person, mm-hmm. right? So that one young person in parliament to say you're a representative of mm-hmm. all of us is a lot. Yeah. It's a really big burden mm. to bear. And I, I think also because we have had such bad leadership, mm. we expect so much from good leaders. You're right. Mm. right? You're and right. we put so much on them that you're carrying our hopes and you're doing all of this. Mm. And, you know, it's a young person who is new in a political space that hasn't ex- included them in mm. a long, you know, ever, basically. And we must be careful of not 
tipping the scales too much. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about striking a balance between knowing, you know what, we're not going to be fully happy with this person. Mm-hmm. By virtue of them being young doesn't mean they'll represent us, mm-hmm. right? But also being able to say, okay, here are our expectations mm-hmm. and being able to manage our expectations as well, mm-hmm. right? Because I think there's this expectation of some kind of superhero levels Ooh, of like transparency yeah. and accountability and honesty mm, we are looking for the and they only qualify that the they're young yeah. so oh you're a young person we've seen you you're going to be perfect yeah. not like mm. all the people who taught you politics yeah. no you're going to be different yeah. like you're mm. going to be the real black panther like it's you know, so essentially, the change needs to come systematically. It has yeah. to be, it and obviously, be. we are probably a long way away from that. Yeah. How do we get there? Is there burn everything? <laughs> oh, gosh, I wish we could just watch you know? the world burn. <laughs> I think the the most interesting thing about being a millennial and also being on the internet is just seeing how existential we all, all are. Of us. Uh, We're all us. just like, oh my gosh, you know what? Everything is burning. So let's just let's run into the fire, y'all. Let's Let's, let's just let it be. I think let's just you know, destroy everything and start again. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you know, someone actually said that to me. Um, they were like, you know, I think things must just come to an end. Yeah. Like all institutions must fall apart. <laughs> let's mm. just stop. And then we must say, okay, start guys, from okay, scratch. okay, yeah. okay. We are not because also right. So ninety four was the desperation of we just need something new. We mm. just we just mm. need to get you know that moment of I just need to get is. out. Yeah. I just need to get yeah. out. I think we're at that point also. We just need to get yeah. out. Yeah. But how do we get out? And desperation politics is dangerous. Dangerous. Mm. So dangerous mm. because all it takes is someone that just says the right things at that point. And you'll run to the Do you not think we're do you not think we're existing in what I feel like we are? Exactly. Yeah, right. Especially like you were saying about it being also part of this big global system. Yeah. Mm. That how do you change something that will reject you if you do? We've seen so many countries that have rejected things like capitalism and democracy, and then they get hit with sanctions immediately. Yeah. Mm. Right? Mm. So you're not just fighting. And I think that's important to remember. We're not just fighting a system in our own country. Mm. This is a global system. Mm that is designed for us to not survive. Yeah. It's a big fight. And I think sometimes it's okay for us to just be like, you know what, we're just going to take a nap. Just like tap out mm. a little just bit. Just for a little bit. But also yeah. like like what you said about democracy. Guys, democracy was brought to Africa's detriment. Yeah. Like, it does not favor us. It has not favored us. I mean, it's a system that... I wrote something on this. I, can't, I think it was on Thursday yeah, in my exam. Guys, I'm a student. But anyway. <laughs> um, basically on how post-independence, the institution of democracy was brought in to further bind us to Western doctrines. Yep. Right? Yeah. We it, It's as though they said, okay, now you're free. But in your freedom, do this and do this and do this and do this. And that is why till today, in democratic states, I mean, there is like, great political unrest but democracy but was sold so yeah great. like democracy was sold <laughs> as this like ideal okay there's going to be Fix peace it. yeah going to be peace everyone's going to have a voice through their vote yeah. and you have countries like nigeria when the ballot papers were like shot up in the air and like <laughs> what on earth is happening uh, yeah man and i think that's a good note for us to stop because we listen here <laughs> what on earth is happening literally and figuratively I told let's you, burn I'm everything here with down the jk 
Um, if you're still listening to us, thank you for making it to the end of our rambles. Here's the cookie. (laughs) And we're super excited, I think, to engage with as many young people as we can possibly just try to speak to, get as many varying opinions, even though a lot of them may differ to ours, may want us to burn even more stuff down. But I think it's a good step for us to actually just start having honest communication that doesn't involve people who are like 50 60 who are also like yeah but you young people you just don't care about anything Mm. Mm. so thank you and i hope you'll be with us as we continue on this conversational journey and hit us up yes hit us up if you want to come through um we're on the youth lab page it's literally at youth lab za Um, we're on facebook's we are on the interwebs on our website youthlab.org Org. There you go. Yes. <laughs> I was like, dot co? Okay, youthlab.org.za, youthlabza on every other platform. So hit us up. There's Y'all want to say your Twitter handle so people can just like holler at you if they have a slap to deliver? Or... At Pearl Palais. Yes. <laughs> at Mfazumyama. Yes, and at Mbongo Muffin. Thank you so much for listening to us. Bye. Bye.